Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dreams. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the title of our podcast today is The Beast of British Columbia, Serial Killer Clifford Robert Olson. One of the Olson twins, Brandy. I don't think so. No. It would have been much more interesting probably if it was. Absolutely. But anyway, Clifford Olson was a, was a creep and uh, killed a lot of uh, young people. He killed like young people. So, um, <laughs> as opposed to, hold on now. As opposed to killing old people or puppies or little babies or whatever, just there's a certain age yeah, group that is worse yeah. than if you kill them in? Yeah, it's especially creepy when you kill younger folks. Don't you think so, Brandy? Yes. Thank you, Brandy, for that moral clarification. <laughs> I'm the moral compass of this show. Killing is wrong at any age. We would like to remind everyone we are a comedy podcast and Occasionally, we might use adult language. Oh, and, and if that bothers you, then go back to fucking church and leave us alone. If it bothers you, please check out one of the other fine podcasts out there, like Chuck. They Walk Among Us? Uh, already Gone? Already Gone? Uh, Haunted Visions? Haunted Visions? Yes, there's plenty of podcasts out there that manage somehow <laughs> to not swear. Hold on. I don't swear on my other podcast. All right. What's your podcast name? Well, you know, I would tell people about my podcast, Rants and Reason podcast. But, you know, it's different from this, Timmy, where you might, if you listen to it, you might actually learn something. And one thing I learned about it, this crew on History Dweebs. Awful full of yourself, aren't wanna you? They don't learn things. Okay. You want, you want the colonel's wisdom imparted on you? No, you don't. You don't. You can't handle the truth. These people can't. God, Timmy. you keep talking. Um, just introduce so, the girl so we can get so on. So, yeah, if stuff. adult language offends you, then probably check out one of the other fine podcasts out there. I would like to introduce our panel. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely and take, talented. Take a damn Xanax if adult. A Xanax. 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 Yeah, Xanax is spelled kind of weird. It is Xanax. I yeah. don't know. Xanadu. The Z is silent. Or the X is silent. <laughs> The Z is silent (laughs) and non-existent. (laughs) Let me introduce um, uh, the lady who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy, if at all? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you today? I am well. How was your weekend? My weekend was, it was okay. We stayed pretty quiet, kind of stayed close to the house because it rained a lot. 
It did. We got a deluge in Kentucky. We did. We got all that, and so we kind of stayed close to the house, and nothing, nothing well, thrilling. You know, we we didn't have an opportunity last week to release a podcast. And we apologize for that, and I wasn't going to bring this up on up on the air, Colonel, but. Brandy, we're concerned about your drinking. We are concerned. Now, Brandy uh, was now, on a ten-day drunk. That's understand? Why we were able to podcast last week. We are, we are, we are talking to you out of love, devil. It's coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of love. We're concerned about you. I can smell the vodka on your breath from here. It's not doing you any good. It's the devil's juice. It's a, <laughs> you're drinking the devil's Kool-Aid. Is what you're doing. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. If I stop drinking, if this is what it's like when I'm drinking, if I stop drinking, what do you think is going to happen? Well, we're hoping. What do you think is going to well, happen? See, I, my brother, when he used to drink, I don't give, give a me, shit about your brother. He's so, dead. Well, we, oh, see, that's what you're being drunk is what you are. You're, well, you're being defensive. And, and we, yeah, you know, we're not judging here. We need you to receive us. Uh, you're a drunk. Receive. Uh, a, a I drunk will not. Slush. We're not judging you for being my slush. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not. It's drunk. a lush. We're <laughs> not drunk. We're not judging you for being a slut. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, I'm glad We're to not, hear you admit it. We Randy. don't slut shame here. She she just admitted that she was a lush. But <laughs> yeah. uh, no, the word is lush. <laughs> so You're so plushy. are you doing anything about it, Brandy? First thing is to recognize the problem. Admit the problem, devil. Admit the problem. No. I will not. Okay, we're not going to get she anywhere can, with that. She can't even stop long enough, <laughs> playing her game long enough to address her alcoholism. Her life's coming unglued before us. We're trying to stop it. Trying to save you, Brandy. First of all, <laughs> none of you, you have gotta, the power to glue my shit back together. See, that's the stinking thinking that leads to drinking. <laughs> what the hell? Am I right, Colonel? That's a good one, Timmy. Like, that's a philosophy me, to live by, Timmy. Let me show you. Let me show you here why why I drink. So Noah made some pictures for Your me. Son. Yes, made some mm-hmm. pictures for me and gave them to me this morning because he wants me to hang them in my office. Okay, because he's that's very excited. No, so Noah's I'm going quite to. The artist. Yeah, well, so I'm going to show these to you. Okay, let me start with this one. Holy fuck! Okay, that yeah. looks like uh, what's John that? Wayne Gacy. <laughs> What's the clown's name on it? That is who it is. It is Pennywise the Clown. Yeah, Pennywise, okay. That's Pennywise the Clown. Now, keep in mind that my child's never seen this movie. <laughs> um, and yet, he wants me to read him the book, first of all. Okay, sure. I'm like, sure, I can do that. It's yeah. 800,000 pages long, but whatever. <laughs> so, for, to, until you're 14. Yeah. yeah. So he wants me to hang this one up. I like that. And then we have this one. Now, can either of you guess... What or who this now, is? I would describe this. It looks like like a peep with a black hat on. It looks to me like a lemon with a Nazi helmet on. Yes. So, have either of you seen the movie yet, or seen the previews for it, or anything? No. I've seen it. Okay, this is Georgie. After Georgie gets his face blown off by his brother, <laughs> that's what this is. Okay, now, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Have these you, are the, these have you are the considered things. Any counseling for that child? <laughs> oh, he just moves along. He's just as happy as he can be. So uh, he really, he may really, need counseling. So he really likes it. The movie. He wants. Well, he's never seen it, so he doesn't really know. Well, hold uh, on. Here's the thing. Uh, what? Okay, it is out on DVD. Right it now. is. Yes. Okay. What you need to do, and 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 I'm not judging you as a parent. Okay. I. Uh, I'm just giving you some advice. Okay. Stay sober once in a while. Pay attention to what, because your child may have seen it 14 times. You wouldn't know because you're laying on the couch drunk. 
passed out. Yeah. He's not seen it. I yeah, don't have fast it. Forwarded until I don't have the DVD. You don't know what you got in your house because you're laying on the couch drunk all the but time. These I are the, ordered it from Amazon. These, <laughs> these are the reasons that I drink is because well, I have, you know, these these things going on. Well, you know, it's a chicken and egg. I'm going to hang this thing, up. It is? Yeah. I'm going to hang it this is, up in my in office. Shit, that's really cool. The first one's really cool. The second one is more interpretive art, but the first <laughs> yeah. abstract kind yeah. of thing. Actually, what's, what's bothering me is that's better than I can draw. Well, right, <laughs> right, yeah, that's crazy. This actually, we'll post, we post pictures that we posted on the, sure. Our yeah. Facebook page. Actually, this one I knew immediately what it was, except for the black part. I hadn't figured that out, but I got this. <laughs> but yeah, the part where his face is supposed to be. Well, how yeah. does he know the characters? Because he goes to school with rat bastard children oh, whose parents okay. let them watch it. I see. You know, when I was in a when I was in first grade, I think first grade, my dad took me to see Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, it was it was talky. But it was a talky. Yeah. But anyway, I mentioned it to my teacher and she was like shocked. <laughs> Your <laughs> father took you to see that movie? Well, you know. Yeah. That look, that's a small town. Lee Dunaway had nice breast. Was that what what you zoned in on? Yeah. Let me introduce Brandy. We spent a lot of time on her today. Yeah, this is too much Brandy time. But some of it was Noah time. Noah time is cool. Yeah, Noah time is cool. And addressing Brandy's drinking problems is necessary. Because that's why we couldn't get a show out last week. What step are you on? She she's got a, she's got an hour and a half chip right now, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had I had to give it back for her. <laughs> I had to give it back. They cut it down. She's on the accelerated program. She's on a remedial program, Timmy. I had to give that <laughs> hour and a half chip back. <laughs> yeah, I had to give it back. It's not funny. I watch Intervention. I don't think they do chips anymore. I think they do coins or something now. Yeah, well, that's a they chip. Big coins now. Yeah. These Bitcoin. Now, me, for that, I'd get a drinking problem and go into recovery because, yeah. Because they're cool. Well, I they're just, worth a lot I, of money. Yeah. I just, I, I, never, I used to go to AA meetings just to meet women. I, I never drank, but. Well, I mean, that's a that's low hanging fruit. <laughs> Let me introduce That's like going to Sex Addicts Anonymous or whatever. Where I used to go. <laughs> I yeah. used to hang out at the free clinic a lot. Yeah. Also low hanging fruit. <laughs> Let me introduce and I've you. Seen clean Wait a minute. I'm gonna, how about I, I call you well, in a week? Well, I'm telling you, they, at, least they get, at least they get checked out. I've yeah. seen some of his dates. What they, do you think? You call him in a week. Yeah. That's when, the, that's when amoxicillin takes effect. That's right. That's when clean. it's safe. Safety yeah. first. Let me introduce the man who um, is uh, known as the moral compass of our pro- podcast, Brandy. He's not. He's known as the most dangerous man in podcasting today. Nope. A man who uh, has been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. By no one. We, you know, we're, we're living in difficult times, and people look to him as a beacon of, of uh, uh, leadership. Nobody does that. The very honorable, the reverend, the Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. No, for Christ's sake. I'm not good, Timmy. What's wrong, Colonel? Do you ever come in just everything's fine? Yeah, last time he said everything's real. Good. The weight of the world is on my shoulders, Timmy. Okay, tell me. Okay, t- tell I mean, I got, and I got a problem. But this whole thing that they're talking about, every time you get on the news, or, well, I don't get to watch the news yet, but now they're talking about almond tweakers. Almond what? Teachers. Twe- teachers. Teachers. Arming Teachers. Tweakers are already armed. Yes. Not the people on meth. No. Okay. Tweakers are already armed for the most part. Okay. That see, I didn't think arming tweakers was a good idea. 
No. It's like, no. Armin tweeters. Okay. No. Do you think uh, being a member of our Facebook page should automatically disqualify you to owning a firearm? <laughs> I think it should. I think, I think it being should. a part of this podcast at all should automatically <laughs> disqualify okay, you. So. I like to give a shout out to Caddy from um, Twitter. She uh, always is very kind and uh, retweets our podcast. I don't think she's part of our Facebook group that I'm aware of. So no, she's got high standards in that. <laughs> Caddy. Join us at History Dweebs, the podcast. All right, let's talk about serial killer Clifford Robert Olson, Brandy. Yeah. Okay. All right, Clifford Robert Olson. Three names, Brandy. What do you think about that, Brandy? It's all bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's considered one of the... Hold can- on, can I interject something here? Uh, well, yeah, please. I searched high and low. I was shopping the other day, and I saw a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And on the front, it said, nope. And on the back, it said, not today. And I searched everywhere in the store because I only had it in, like, a small. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I told Renee, I was like, I got to get this T-shirt for Brandy. And we looked all over, but we could not find it. So I'm well, sorry. Well, her staff we bought her a nameplate with nope on it. No, yeah. Jen Wicks bought me that. Oh, Jen did? Yeah. Okay. That's nice, Jen. Yeah, it was nice. That's very nice. Um, okay, so... Um, well, I get two, four words into the story before I was interrupted. <laughs> Surprise. Clifford Robert Olson is considered one of Canada's first recognized serial killers. Because right. the other serial killers, nobody recognized Nobody them. knows who they are. Yeah, yeah they, they were they all plain know. looking guys. I mean, this was in the 80s, so. White guy, about 5'10", maybe 35. I didn't recognize old. him. Didn't recognize him. Between 1981 and 1982, Brandon gets a, over a year's time. <laughs> He was pregnant at Christmas. Clifford Robert Olson was responsible for the rape, murder, and mutilation of at least 11 young victims. Well, he was going, he was hitting a clip about one a month. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's like he had a quota or some shit. He might have taken one month off. July, he really went crazy. Oh. Yeah. When arrested, because he was going on vacation and all. When arrested in August of 1989, Police felt they had their man, but were unable to locate all the bodies of his victims Providing uh, that would provide closure for his fa- the families. Hmm. Uh, and the reason why, you know, we're, we're trying to stay away from uh, the murder of young people, but the interesting thing about this case is that in a controversial plea deal, uh, He's given away the ending. Olson offered to take the police to the bodies of, the vic- of his victims in exchange for $100,000 in cash. For and fucking what? To for his commissary? <laughs> to everyone's surprise, the police accepted the offer. <laughs> oh, for what the Pete's fuck? Sake. Yeah, you know why, Timmy? I'm going to tell you why. Huh? In two words. Why? Fucking Canada. Fucking Canada, Timmy. Well, that's the kind no, of shit they do. That's just you. If it was Texas, they'd have stripped the skin off that son bitch till we started talking. Well, anyway, they, mm. we'll get into this. You're thinking, but, uh, you're it was thinking very get controversial, mo. as you can imagine. <laughs> I can't time, imagine. At the time. <laughs> it would be controversial today. Yeah, well, now there's laws, you know. that Commissary. He wants to make sure he gets the good cigarettes no, in commissary. No, he, he had a wife and daughter, so he, he, he made sure they got the money. But he Did probably he? he probably got some Cheetos out of it. Yeah, <laughs> some sandals. Uh, anyway, Clifford. Good Robert, shower sandals. Clifford Robert, Clifford Robert Olson Brandy was born in Vancouver on New Year's Day. That's January the first, nineteen 
His mom was pregnant during Christmas. 1940, Brandy. She was pregnant during the holidays. Well, not New Year's. Well, I guess she was pregnant. She had him on New Year's, so I guess she was pregnant New Year's. Part of it. He was a New Year's baby. I wonder if they won, like, free diapers or something. I don't know. In Vancouver, British Columbia, of course, one of the Colonel's favorite spots in the world. I love... Is that, is that? It's in Canada. Oh, fucking Canada. Uh, his father was a serviceman in the Canadian Army, Brandy. Was he a Mountie? I don't know if he was a Mountie. He was in, just in the service. Mm. Are you going to thank him for his service? Thank you for your service. You don't get to be thanked if you're a Mountie. You just ride around Do we thank people in other countries for their... Like, I we mean, do. We do. Really, you would think you would like thank uh, Herman Goering for his service? Yeah. Nazi sympathizer. You're a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. Okay. And a and a slush. Let me explain something to you. And a drunk. And, and a drunk. Ill-tempered something. <laughs> Let me tell you what. He held back. I just want you to know that. You got to stop that right. that stinking thinking that leads to drinking. <laughs> Perfect. You know, devil. You you're good enough. Am I smart enough? enough And people like you. I know. You don't have to imbibe on the devil juice all the time. Colonel Nathan. Oh, but I feel like I do. What is... Don't don't overdo it. I know. I know. I'm trying to... That was a little hyperbolic. (laughs) But I'm sorry. Hyperbolic means exaggerated, devil. uh, Yeah, that was a little little over the top. Hyperbolic means, um, you know, exaggerating grandiosity to make it... Yeah, it's... Well, you can't. Much like your, much like your whole sense of yeah. self. And and I feel like sometimes I'm, I don't mean to be condescending to you, devil. I don't mean to be condescending to you, devil. That means talking down to you. Thank you, Timmy. You're um, welcome. People have complained that sometimes I am condescending, and that means talking down to you. And a complete prick. They so, complain about that too. Well, yeah, I don't mind that, but mm. I don't like to be condescending. That means talking down to you. Right, right. Like you don't understand big words. Are we ready to move on to the story? Yeah, we can okay. move on. Great. Got our shots. Um, Did you? You feel better? <laughs> Clifford, back. remember him? The big red dog. Uh, yeah. Clifford was a disobedient child, Brandy. That does not surprise Dick. me. Skipping school almost every day. Not surprisingly, he did poor in school and was held back several times. So he's a 25-year-old high school graduate. When he was promoted to third grade, he was so excited he almost cut himself shaving. That was my little joke. There you go. No, I was a joke. (laughs) Clifford was always getting into fights, Colonel, and being beaten up by his classmates. Because he was a prick. It's probably, you know, if you get beat up like three times, it's probably a good idea to stop getting into fights with your classmates. Do you are you are you familiar with the Serenity Prayer, Randy? <laughs> Vaguely, she don't I say it every time we record. <laughs> really. Um, anyway, so he was getting beat up a lot. So that all changed when his father taught him how to fight. There you go. And oh, soon here we go. Clifford became a neighborhood bully. When he was in the fifth grade. Clifford poured gasoline on his teacher's car and set it on fire. Yes. His teacher, Emma Northrup, was in the car at the time. That's no good. But escaped with only minor injuries. There were no charges filed in that incident. Hmm. Uh, In high school, 
Clifford was described as having, uh, by his teachers, uh, one teacher as having dull, normal intelligence and the emotional maturity of a four-year-old child. Who does that sound like? <laughs> he, was known, <laughs> he was known to the police and acquaintances as a habitual criminal starting at the age of 10. So Big Cliff in the fifth grade is already this dude would getting up. a reputation. Yeah. His crimes included, get ready for this, okay. theft, armed robbery, forgery, breaking and entering, auto theft, and escaping custody. By 10? Uh, not by 10, but, but in his lifetime, by the time he was 41, he had been arrested 94 times. He escaped from prison seven times. Damn. He's a slippery little He's juky. Houdini. He may, uh, let's see. But, uh, let's see. Um... By the time he was 41, which is when he got arrested for these murders, he had only spent four years of his adult life as a free man. Think about that, Brandy. You think he was institutionalized? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, he would, uh, let's see, he, he made friends with the police and uh, worked as an informant by the time he was 14 years old. You know what they say. Snitches get britches. This enabled him to uh, avoid many other arrests. I so bet. He would have been probably well over 100 if he wasn't a snitch. He was assessed, uh, became assessed with sex uh, when he was young, often masturbating 10 to 12 times a day. Yeah, but is who amongst you does not at that age? Is that a lot? I mean, seriously, you got, I mean, men in general, like that just seems like a normal thing. He was arrested at that age. multiple times. For shoplifting pornography. His sexual uh, obsession did not start with porn, though. He was arrested on several sexual offenses. However, he managed to keep these crimes from off of his record, for the most part. Ah, how did he do that? I don't know. He Well, he snitched. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Clifford's uh, life consisted of uh, prison sentences starting at the age of 17, uh, he was in and out of prison for the next 25 years, I said, until his uh, arrest for murder in 1981. He was a notorious inmate in the 1970s, Branding, known for manipulating the system, writing countless letters to politicians complaining of conditions, and um, having sex with young inmates against their will. So he was doing a little of the burgering. What, he was doing some buggering, he's but bugger. you know, here's the other thing. He's a bugger. He's a hobo. He well, here's the other thing. One though. day at a time, Brandon. Like it he's a hobo prison. Like he's not, he's not educated, but he doesn't sound like he's stupid either. Like right. he's he plays he's got some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, and he was he was a narcissist too because he loved the attention. Um, he was also also known, sounds like somebody we know. <clears throat> he was also known as a rat in prison. Well, yeah, especially to the little bastard he was buggering. He it was known as more than that. He would uh, readily point the Big finger Daddy. at fellow inmates if it would be beneficial to him. He's a tattletale. Because of this, yeah, Clifford Olson was a marked man in prison. He was regularly attacked by other inmates. I wonder if they had a schedule. Yeah, it's like I wonder if they every Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm regularly attacked by. <laughs> I wonder if he got buggered too. He did. I bet he did. And he was stabbed seven times in 1976 alone. <laughs> he like 50 cent in prison. <laughs> Woody Shank. 
It was necessary for Clifford to be moved from prison to prison in order to keep him from being murdered. <laughs> Does he not figure out, like, well, you know. how this, you know, what what causes that? Well, like, got, you know, quit got, tattling. Yeah, but he got a lot of privileges. You know, he got Cheetos. and. You ever been stabbed, Devil? Uh, no, not really. You ever been stabbed, Timmy? No. Okay. Do you want to get stabbed? Brandy, I've been stabbed. alcoholism is an equal opportunity destroyer. It is. Are you reading that off your fucking phone? Are you looking at the Alcoholics Anonymous fucking website? Just trying to enlighten you, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're here for you. Again, Eternal I watch Intervention I are... regularly. I got it. Try to get 90 days, 90 meetings in 90 days. It'd be great. Well, I have to work. I'll just try one meeting. I'm in a meeting now. To start, they might have coffee and stuff there. Yeah. All right. Back to Clifford. Can't you go with Lanny? Because I know Lanny goes. Oh, I know that Lanny there sucking up the coffee. <laughs> Lanny don't even drink. He just gets free coffee there and donuts. <laughs> oh, I bet there's a powder kind, too. <laughs> hey, Lanny coming out because he only got the one they're arm. White powder so they're all glazed. You know they don't get the fancy donuts. They're, they're all glazed. No, these are, they get the powder kind with the, uh, out of the bag, you know, the hostess kind. Oh. But they get the off-brand powder kind. Okay. Enough of this nonsense, Brandy. Can can I just say one thing to you? No. Keep the plug in the jug, devil. (laughs) Great. That's good advice. Good life advice. Keep the plug in the jug, devil. Seven (sighs) missed meetings makes one week. W-E-A-K. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just read the fucking script. Okay. So as soon as... um, uh, where was I at? Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so they're moving him around from prison to prison, right? During one such move, he met a, a prisoner named Gary Marceau. Brandy, I think that's French. Probably. <laughs> who, was, uh, be, who was being held for brutally, Irish. brutally raping a young child, a young girl. He bref- uh, uh, Our friend Clifford befriended Marceau and learned of the grisly details of his crimes. So Clifford allowed Marceau to sodomize him Hmm. and even referred to Marceau as, quote-unquote, daddy for his request. Nice. Good Lord, sweet Jesus. This was an effort. He didn't like this. This was just an effort to win I think he did like it. He wanted to win Marceau's confidence, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Then, forever the con man, Clifford ratted out Marceau. <laughs> ratted on Daddy. Oh. You know, you know what they say, Colonel? <laughs> Boy, they tell you to spread your cheeks. Make room for Daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I right? <laughs> you got that one. You nailed that one to me. Thank you. Well, just, just Easy, Ed thing. McMahon. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey-yo. Yeah. hey <laughs> Here you go, Devin. I just want to. This is what. You're right, Timmy. You're right. You're so right. <laughs> you, know, you know what AA means to me, Devil? What it stands for to me? Altered attitudes, Devil. Altered attitudes. Oh, for Christ's sake. Okay. Let's Get off the app. Brandy, we can only carry the message. We can't carry the drunk. <laughs> What? Just saying. <laughs> what? 
All right, back to Clifford, Randy. So uh, he 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 narks and he 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 you know he rats out Marceau, Daddy. Um, the, he had uh, Marceau draw some photos, draw some pictures, uh, uh, what he did to these uh, girls, this young victim, and um, Clifford got what he wanted. He 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 uh, turned them into the guards, and he was recognized by authority for his assistance in convicting Marceau and even received accommodation. Nice. He got, got a certificate. Right. That's important. <laughs> he got his chip. <laughs> yeah. That's important. Clifford gained something else, too. Herpes. Love, uh, Syphilis. He got, <laughs> anal warts. He, he got, he, he, <laughs> from uh, Marceau, he gained a love of child pornography and violence. <laughs> Although Clifford had been kinky from an early age, it was Marceau who introduced him to child pornography. He was such a kinky boy. Um, yeah. Clifford spent thousands of hours pursuing his new interests, expounding uh, by hearing of and visualizing Marcel's crime. So he was getting off on this stuff. As soon as he was released from prison in 1978, uh, he joined the, what's called the Maritime, which I assume is like the Navy, uh, in the Navy or the Merchants Mar- Merchant Marines. Um, okay, so as soon as, uh, okay, so there, there he became wanted on charges of ch- uh, child pornography, but he was never arrested for these counts. So that's what I'm telling you, he got 94 arrests in his life, and a lot of times he got by with stuff he never got arrested for. Um, the reason was simple. By the time he was located, he was back in jail. Ah. This time for rape. Oh. The East Coast uh, police, so he was over on the East Coast of Canada, they dropped their charges. Makes sense. Thinking, you know, he would receive justice now that he was already in prison. They were wrong. The rape charges uh, stemmed from a New Year's Day incident. That was his birthday, by the way. Oh. 1981. 1981 was his big year. He was accused of sexually assaulting a 16-year-old girl, and he was arrested seven days later. His lawyer, along with his self-proclaimed jailhouse lawyer, uh, fought until Olson was awarded bail on April the 8th, 1981. Little did they know that he was, they had released a man who had killed a 12-year-old girl in the fall of 1980. So he had already had his first murder. There would be many to follow. When Clifford was released from prison in 1981, at the age of 40, he had met, oh no, this, I'm sorry, 1980, so this is prior. He w- when he got released from 1980, he met uh, and moved in with a woman named Joan Hell, Brandy. Joan Hell? H A L E. Hale. Hale. Yes. <laughs> Jane. <Joan Hale. laughs> Jane claims. Is it Jane or Joan? Jane. I'm sorry, Joan. Joan so Joan claimed. Hale is her name. Yes. All right. Got it. <laughs> Jane Christ. <laughs> Joan claimed that she was unaware of Clifford's past and that he was often abusive toward her, which he probably was the asshole. The couple had a son, Stephen, in April of 1981 in the midst of uh, Clifford's killing spree, and they married one month later. And Brandy is going to tell us what happens next. And before you do, just another public service announcement. because God I, is never to, late, Brandy. Now, now, I will tell you, 
AA, they did not open the gates of heaven for me, devil. <coughs> but they did open up the gates of hell to let me out. And I would like to just say, Brandy, practice an attitude of gratitude, if you would. Yes, because you know what? A mind is like a parachute, devil. If you're not, if it doesn't open, it's not going to work. Are you two waste of sperm about done? I mean, don't quit five minutes before the miracle happens. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Continue, Brandy. Keep coming if back. You can stay. Keep coming back, devil. If it works, sober enough. You work it, girl. You work it. We know you can Practice do this. Practice an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> Are you done? More will be revealed. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Here's one really for you. Don't oh. take everything personally. <laughs> <laughs> you take the weather personally, devil. Because it's, it's out to get me. <laughs> All right. Can I, can I stick to the yes. topic now? Yes. Thank you. Wonderful things happen one day at a time. Oh, so Clifford... If you don't remember, we were talking about this guy, Clifford, from Canada. Clifford celebrated his wedding with the rape and murder of 16-year-old Sandra Wolfsteiner. Hold on. This was on his wedding night? Uh, His wedding, on his wedding day. I think it was four days after he was married, yeah. Uh, This is believed to be his first murder. Uh, 13-year-old Christine Weller disappeared on November 17, 1980. She was heading to the rundown motel in Surrey, British Columbia, that her family called home. She was a streetwise tomboy who didn't have the benefit of expert parenting. She'd run away before, and her parents disregarded her absence for over a week before the police were contacted. <laughs> Those were some concerned parents. Yeah, right stellar. Ah, she'll be back. Yeah. Mm. Uh, when Christine's ravaged body was finally found on Christmas Day, it was revealed that she'd been stabbed 19 times. Good. She was driven to an area of Richmond where she had been murdered by multiple stab wounds to the chest and abdomen. You know, the weird thing about this guy is that he just started killing all one. You know what I mean? He had his right. like, long career. I mean, he had his long career of crime. But not murder yeah, yeah, until now. Yeah. Uh, this poor little girl, she suffered 10 stab wounds to the chest and abdomen and two superficial slashes in the neck. She had a double perforation of the right ventricle of the heart and four penetrating wounds in the liver. You said penetrated. I did. Police, I think that would be the whole point of a stabbing. Police interviewed many persons about the disappearance. Among them was the motel manager from where Christine lived. He was asked about three individuals that lived in the area. Unfortunately, he could supply no information about any of them. On the, on the list of names was Clifford Olson. The rape that Clifford Olson was arrested for only one week after Christina Weller's body was found made police more suspicious, yet Olson was not questioned about the deceased girl. Clifford's sec- second victim was murdered eight days after his release from prison in April of 1981. Okay, so... Yeah, it's right after his son was born. Right. So was Sandra Wolfsteiner his first? No. Or was had, Christine his first? He had killed uh, he had killed Christine before that. Okay, so he killed Christine before uh, Sandra. Yeah. Okay. So it's his fucked up script. All right, let's see. Well, uh, the only thing I can really, you know, say about that Brandy is uh expectations are preconceived resentments. Mhm. Well, I have very low expectations of you two. 
Now, now Colleen, tell you something about, about do you hear me talking you, about these you, murdered you babies and you two want to keep you two want to keep interrupting me and I'm talking about these murdered babies. Can you, you really not what faith devil it is spelled a c t i o n yes. that is faith devil got the there's no i in t. <laughs> oh i don't think that's on there it's a good one though it's a good one yeah colleen dagnall was 13 and she was coerced into taking a ride in olson's car he used what was to become a common ploy with his victims the killer offered the girl a job promising a substantial salary yeah, he would hang out at, like, bus stations. And when these runaway kids, right. would get, he would offer him employment. Uh, let's see. He then offered her a drink containing some drug that rendered her unable to move effectively. Clifford then drove Colleen um, to a secluded location where he raped and then murdered her. His victim was Clifford's next victim was a little different. Darren Johnsrud did not fit the pattern that Clifford Olson was establishing. He was 16 and around the right age, but was male. Uh, serial killers, as you, got, as you all know, serial killers generally adhere to a routine or an M.O. Clifford Olson proved that he was not that picky and no one was safe. He was all about diversity. This, mm, this change also made things more confusing, confusing for investigators who didn't yet realize that they were dealing with a serial murderer. They were treating many of these cases as potential runaways. Clifford Olson's sixth victim changed all of that. Simon Partington was only nine years old when he oh. disappeared on July 2nd, 1981. This left no doubt as to the question of whether lower mainland children were being abducted. You know, I, I, when I was reading this, it, I thought of that um, Trail of Tears, remember, mm -hmm. the hitchhikers that were murdered, and that was in British Columbia, too, around the same time. Of course, I guess it's still some things still going on. But um, at least in, with those hitchhikers, there were a pattern, like right. teenage girls or early teens or early 20s, late teens, early 20s. Yeah, he's not picky. He, he's a cr yeah, he's, opportunistic. Well, yeah. So the case generated much publicity, uh, and it brought to the forefront was brought to the forefront with numerous media reports. The case became known in the media as the Lower Mainland Missing Child Case, Missing Children Case. So that's catchy. Uh, meanwhile, the police let their man slip through their fingers on two occasions. A week after Darren John's Rude's John's Rude's disappearance, Clifford Olson was arrested for shoplifting. On July 7th, five days after the Partington kidnapping, Olson was charged with indecent assault on a 16-year-old girl but was released. In July of 1981... Yeah, they had like all kind of opportunities to get this guy. They, right. They, they, you know what the, the problem was? They were too sure of themselves, Timmy. You think so? And, and let, me, let me just tell you something here, Devil, because this might help you. Humility, because you could use a little humility, it's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. <laughs> so you say she's, you say she thinks of herself a lot, Colonel? Yeah, well, I'm just, people that drink, they tend to think, what do I want? I want a drink. Okay, continue, Devil. I'm sorry. I did not I'm thinking of myself you. right now because if I stab you in the eye, then I will probably Isolation go to jail. Isolation is the dark room where we develop our negatives. <laughs> <laughs> It's food for thought. Oh, my God. 
were kind of like the uh, who's that big tall guy with the Frankenstein look? Tony Robbins. T- yeah, Tony Robbins. Yeah. We're the Tony Robbins of podcasting, Timmy. Our next podcast should be just an inspirational podcast because we can fix people. We need people to call in and ask Tim, ask Tim and Chuck. That's what it needs to be. The next podcast, ask Tim and the Colonel because we can fix your life for you. Can I talk about these dead babies now so we can get through it? Yes. Thank you. So in July of 1981, uh, it proved to be a prolific month for the killer. Clifford Olson claimed six victims during that time period. Among them was, a, was 14-year-old Judy Cosma. Clifford went to a new height of perversion and psychotic behavior when he telephoned the home of the Cosma family landlord, then played a tape of Judy's cries in agony. Oh, for that's, that's a sick bastard, that bastard there. That's pretty sick. And then you're, you're taunting. Yeah, Clifford. We do not approve of taunting. We're an anti-taunting mm-hmm. podcast. Yes, yeah. well, clearly. Taunting. Clifford also Murdering. called her closest friends, threatening that they would be next. On July 28th, police were beginning to feel sure that they had their man. An officer set up a meeting with Clifford Olson under the guise that he wanted to use him as an informant. By that time, three bodies had been discovered. Clifford agreed to work with the police and asked what they would like information on. When he was told that the officer wanted information about the Lower Mainland Missing Children's case, Clifford seemed eager to help. The officer would later recount that he believed Olson wanted to be caught when he offered to find the locations of nine victims. See, he's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. He also uh, said that he would need to receive money for his efforts, and this was the last time the two met. Clifford now knew that he was likely under surveillance. So wait a minute, does he think he's fucking Sylvia Brown could just, like, sense these people where yeah, he they kills, are? He, he, no, no. I mean, he pretty much admitted to it, but they didn't have any evidence to hold him. And they didn't wasn't sure he was telling the truth because he's you know he is narcissistic. So you know so what you do is take him into custody on some suspicion Obviously, or something. Well, but he was offering to some. Basically, what he says to the guy: Look, you're a reasonable man. I'm a reasonable man. We could come to an agreement on this. You give me money, and I will confess then, to these crimes. And they initially they don't do it, but then they do. All right, so now he knows he's being watched. And even though this was true, police were in fact watching Olson's movement. He managed to kill again only two days later. Terry Lynn Carson was 15 when she was murdered on July 27, 1981. The deceased was picked up on 108th Ave- at an 108th Avenue bus stop and driven to a remote area where she was murdered by strangulation. Louise Chartrand, Chartrand, yeah, was coincidentally murdered on the same day that the RCMP finally set up a central task force to deal with the case of the Lower Mainland missing children. July had been a busy month for Clifford. He'd driven over 10,000 kilometers in rented cars cruising for his victims. Because of this, he had accrued huge debts with rental car companies. In an effort to raise funds to pay them the money owed, Clifford broke, broke into at least two homes in early August. He was finally arrested on August 12, 1981, when officers who had been following his car trailed him to a deserted area. Clifford had two young women in the vehicle with him, and when he ordered one of them out of the car and to leave the area, police, who had been listening from bushes nearby, had seen enough. They arrested, they arrested Clifford Olson for drunk driving and took him to jail. Well, you know... I hate to say, you know, I hate to 
project, you know, the topic of our podcast and your current situation, Brandy. But when you're drunk driving, that if you're caught drunk driving, mm-hmm. it's bad news. Well, it's a sign that your drinking is out of control, and yeah, you know, you need to find God. But you don't need to find God; He's not lost, Brandy. He lives within you. You have a higher power. You do Colonel, have a higher power. Colonel and I don't have a higher power. But you have a higher power. And you know It's got, higher anyway. You've yeah. got to you've got <laughs> to accept that you have no control over your drinking. Am I right, Colonel? Just give up if give up. Give God. I like that. Like you motherfuckers, can you just read the goddamn script? Timmy took all this time to write the script, and it's beautiful. He's Bob Ross with a pen. Now, can you fucking read it already? Well, number one on the list is easy does it, devil. <laughs> easy does it. Live know, and let live. I know who's getting ready to be number one on my list. <laughs> I hope God grants you serenity. <laughs> I do, too. You both better hope that happens. Can you read the fucking script now? Well, okay, Sometimes you just have to say, I can't handle uh, it, God. Take over. You do. Brandy. Yes, Jesus, Jesus take, take the, the wheel. wheel. <laughs> yeah, so. and, yes. and Brandy, when life gets to be more than you can stand, then kneel. Yeah, but. I don't okay, think so. Not kneel like you was doing in high school all the time. Or, or with your economics those, professor. To get those C's in economics. That was college. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right, uh, Colonel, tell us what happens next in the case of Clifford Robert Olson. Pieces of shit. Now, Clifford's case started out with little physical evidence against him. (laughs) Police had his address book and Judy Kozma's address written by her own hand. This, however, was not enough to convict him of multiple homicides. No. A break came a few weeks after Clifford's arrest when a witness who had spent some time socializing with the man... Put him with Judy on the night of her murder. What do you think of that, Brandy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she approved. Yeah, not a fan. (laughs) Police charged Clifford Olson with her killing. Soon after, some of the bodies began to appear. Like Night of the Living Dead, they popped right out of their shallow graves and started wandering. Out Clifford, they called Clifford. Let, let's be clear, that didn't happen. Okay, well, <laughs> sobriety is a journey and not a destination, Brandy. <laughs> okay, they didn't. Get off But bodies the app. started to appear. <laughs> and if God seems far away from you, who moved? <laughs> <laughs> now, they, now, okay, so anyway, bodies are appearing, okay? They start to charge Clifford with these murders. In court, he says, I'm not guilty. The judge broke the bad news to jurors that they would have to be sequestered for the duration of the trial before the attention it was receiving because of the attention it was receiving in the press. Clifford, forever the legal disturber. Oh, good turn of phrase there, Tim. It's really not. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Colonel. I'm glad you appreciate my prose. I do. I do. And I try to bring it to life, unlike uh, unlike Otis over here. <laughs> you need to practice the attitude of gratitude. You already told me that. Find a new one. We're repeating ourselves. 
So Clifford, forever the legal disturber, he came to court the next day and reversed his pleas. A weepy Clifford, he pled guilty to 10 charges of first-degree murder. They were only trying to charge him with five. <laughs> yeah. he, he was, the judge said, we only have three charges against you, Clifford. Now, this time, the prosecutor introduced an 11th charge. He figured, what the hell? He well, want. sure. Let's throw some to other shit at Olsen him. Olson initially pled not guilty and then said, fuck it. Did I'll he, take that one, too. Did he kill Kennedy? <laughs> he did. After the guilty plea, Clifford Olson received life in prison. Who was that guy that hijacked a plane that they never found? D.B. Cooper. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he confessed to that, nah, too. Well. Uh, he received life in prison with a recommendation from the judge that he never be granted parole in his lifetime and another recommendation from the judge that he suffer repeated daily buggerings. Sweet. Yes. Mm. This, however, went far was far from the end of the story. Oh. For months, there have been reports in the media of a cash-for-corpses deal with Olsen. This was confirmed after the trial. Clifford Olsen asked for $100,000 to reveal the relocation of his victims' bodies and to provide details of the crimes that only the killer would know. Police accepted this deal in order to ensure proof they would convict the killer and locate the bodies. I would just like to say, Brandy, that anger is just one letter away from danger. It is. Danger to me. Yeah. The public was the public was outraged and cries of blood money echoed across the world, Timmy. Mm. In actuality, Olson was paid ninety thousand for his admissions. Clifford oh. offered to take police to twenty more bodies for another ten thousand dollars, but he the he, the condition was he had to be out of prison for three weeks so he could kill twenty people. And then he would take them to 20 more bodies. Sure. I mean, that makes you wonder if there's like 20 uh, other bodies out there. Well, I'm I'm sure there are. I mean, that's why I was thinking of the uh, uh, Trail of Tears. Yeah, because, uh, you know, maybe he was responsible for some of those. If he's saying there's 20 more bodies. I mean, he was, I mean, he was honest. He got, he took them to the bodies that he, you know, told him that he he paid for. He held up his end of the bargain. Yeah. Uh, now, the money he did receive went into a bank account in cash, presumably to his wife. He said that his motivation was sure to ensure a future for his wife and son, Clifford Jr., who used the money to become... I don't become think his name was Clifford Jr. But was, Clifford Jr., right? The uh, God, you did the goddamn thing. No, I get, yeah, but his name was Clifford Jr. Go ahead. Well, how the fuck am I going to know that? Well, you could have put Bob down there. You know what? Here's it. the you thing. The, you do the research. I'm pretty sure his wife and his son will be just fine without him. <laughs> yeah. With or without $90,000. Well, Clifford Jr. turned out to be Canada's largest Amway distributor. No. after his <laughs> CJ? Yeah. Let's just call him CJ. CJ, yeah. Amway district. Did, Does I, it really? I don't give a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck what his son's name is. I heard he was selling Avon. Well, Avon, Mary Kay. Sure. He had the pink Cadillac. Colonel, can you please give Brandy some advice? Hold on, devil. Hold on. Let I don't want me. any advice. Let me call my... Let you know what? Can I give sponsor. you some advice? Put the fucking pertinent information in the goddamn script. How's Listen that? This. I can't, devil, but he can. The oh. sweet Lord. Look up, devil. Look up. Look up to the Lord and Savior. Because I can't, but he can. Why don't you stitch that on a pillow and then shove it up your ass? I can't, 
I came to keep your sobriety to first believe. to make it last, Brandy. Oh yeah, that's a good oh, one. This is and why I'm not an AA. Be part of I can't have all this. Not part of the problem. I can't have all these fucking motivational posters. You you receive without cost, so now you need to give without charge. Uh, that, his, uh, I'm not his, doing his, that. His son's name was Stephen, by the way. Okay, Stephen. Okay. You need to be as enthusiastic about your sobriety as you were about your drinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that ain't ever gonna happen. <laughs> you know, it's it, the road to sobriety, really, Timmy. It's a simple journey for confused people with a complicated disease, Timmy. Now, Colonel, can we can we get going here? Remind Brandy. And just remember this, Devil. Mm. Bend your knees before you bend that elbow. Get down on your knees. Get down on your knees, girl. Look up. Put your, your hands higher up. power. Feel the power. Feel the power. You have, you have many higher powers, I should say. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Cast a spell to get those devils out of you, girl. So anyway, uh-huh. now we got Stephen Jr. He's the largest Amway guy in Canada. Um, really? No. Is that in the script? No. no. Oh, okay. No, it makes for a better thing. If you're going to bring him Avon. up, I mean, you got to say something about him. You're responsible for your effort, not the outcome, Brandy. That's right, Double. Was he a Girl Scout leader? Now, the Olsen case was important for inspiring a Canadian law. Now in effect in many countries, there's no cash for corpses. States, criminals should not be able to profit from their crimes. The thought that Clifford Olsen may have received more money if only he had claimed more victims is a concept that is abhorred in a civilized society, Timothy. It's abhorred. What do you think about that, Brandy? Yes, Brandy. Olsen's case also brought police methods into question. The fact that four victims died after he was put under surveillance. Yeah, I think that's a problem. British <laughs> Columbia law enforcement. After his incarceration, <laughs> God damn, they didn't have a 24-7 on him. It was like just watching for about 10 minutes every yeah, day. Yeah, hour, hour and a half should yeah. be good. <laughs> so, Serenity is, the, is not freedom from the storm, Brandy, but the peace amid the storm. And, and Jesus. For any of our listeners out there who may be alcoholics, we're not mocking you. We're trying to help you. I yeah. feel, we're trying I to help Brandy. Brandy, uh, because yeah. Because she, first you, you are now, admit that you have a problem. I wish that that was my problem. I'm going to tell you something, devil. I'm going to tell you something. Liquor has not crossed these lips for 24 years. 24 years. The 70s. Take time to think things through. Yeah. I don't give a shit whether you've drank in 20 years. I can't stress that enough that I don't give a flying We're just Dutchman asking you fuck. To take a look at yourself, and if you're happy with the way you're, if you can look yourself in yeah, the mirror, yeah, I'm good. If you I'm can look fucking at your great. If you can destructive, up, if you can stand lifestyle. up straight. Oh, by the way, Clifford died in uh, yeah. September 2011. Yeah, he died of cancer. Yeah, he died of cancer. cancer. Uh, but cancer, actually. Yeah, I take a good cancer. look at myself every morning Wait in the mirrors. I'm snorting cocaine off of it. So, what is your final thoughts on... Uh, you two are assholes. That's my final thought. Uh, on, in no, 2011, see, is, that wasn't that long ago. Your final thoughts on serial killer Clifford Robert Olson. Well, the Mounties, who, the Mounties fucked this case six ways to Sunday. Who apparently did not have a drinking problem. <laughs> no, he was sober as a judge. We're hoping, Brandy, that you can, you know, that you can find sobriety so that uh, we can you know, get these podcasts out. 
on a regular basis who we owe it to and i want to say something to listeners now you people are going to call in here and you're going to put posts on the page and whatnot about oh why are you always teaming up we're not teaming up against brandy we're trying to save we her eternal her. soul we're doing this out of love they're asshats okay? don't believe any She's fucking turned thing into a drunken woman with loose morals who's promiscuous and this is the only way you've ever known me like, what are you talking when about? When wallowing in your self-pity, get off the cross, Brandy. We need the wood. <laughs> I don't need the wood. Ew. I, I got wood. I got wood right now. Ew. <laughs> Remember, the results are in God's hands, Brandy. You just turn yourself over to your heart. Let power. go. Let God. How yes. about this? How about Let I turn this whole God motherfucking devil. thing over to Jesus while I beat the hell out of both of you with these microphone stands? Can we get on with this? We are not human. Because we're at work. We're not human I don't know if you realize this or not. We're spiritual beatings, me, beings having spiritual beatings. And they will continue <laughs> until morale improves. <laughs> I had a spiritual beating. All right. I'm having Randy, one what's now. What's your final thoughts on. Uh, you already asked I, that. I, I, I told you already. I, Chuck, what's your final thoughts on uh, serial killer Clifford Robert Olson? Well, I'm going to tell you what my final thoughts are. You know what? If they had here's here's what's what's the problem with Canada is they did away with the death penalty, Timmy. Okay. Now had they had the death penalty, they would have said, No, we're not gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars. What we're not gonna do is stick three needles in your goddamn skinny little bugger and arm and you're gonna tell us where those bodies are. So you would have had some colonel justice for what I would have done, I would Clifford. have sat him in a chair naked, Timmy. It starts with the name Clifford, I think. I and mean, if your name's Clifford you should be a big red dog. Yeah. Now, you sit him in a chair, right? One of those old, hard, wooden school chairs that yes. you used to have to sit in. Uh-huh. And you let his balls dangle right over the edge. And every once in a while, Testicles. you just come over and whack him with a paddle. Timmy. He wants to make sure you know what balls are. <laughs> yeah. You whack him with a paddle. And you say, oh, are you going to tell me where the body is now? Again, they didn't house him at Gitmo. <laughs> they should have. Well, maybe. But, if they would you have know. taken like an eighth-inch strip from his shoulder down to his wrist of skin off and just peeled it and said, you know what? I got nowhere to be. He would have started telling where the bodies were. You wouldn't Probably. Have given, he would have given them cash. Yeah. See, but you know what? You're in the liberal, socialized, hippie little Canada with their health care and free education and <laughs> And serial killers. Fucking health care and free yeah. education. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. All this little utopian PBS. type world. Huh? Yeah. PBS. PBS. Yeah. They need to do it the United and... States way. We let people die and pay for their education. Goddamn right we do. We let them die and we charge them full of bullets. <laughs> yes, right. We do. <laughs> Brandy, uh, we would like to thank all of our supporters on Patreon um, for their generous donations that keep this... Uh, Keeps us out of prison, basically. Pays our legal fees. And um, we are very grateful for all of you who donate. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee little bit, devil. Just a tip. Just the tip if you Brandy, like, give a shout out to all the wonderful but people. When you tip the bottle, devil, <laughs> you can't just take a little sip, because you know you're going to Are you Irish bender. at all? Yes. Okay. Well, that explains a little bit of it, devil. I'm, dude, I'm really into Irish history right now. I'm like... Oh, they had a lectures. horrible history. I'm listening to uh, lectures and reading. We're going we're gonna to have to come up with... It's a, a fascinating story. Irish-related podcast soon. So we would like to thank... this operation. Oh, we should have... Uh, 
uh, Conor O'Colonel in to do the Irish. Oh, Jesus God. Yeah. He sounds a lot like himself. <laughs> uh, Brandy. Yes. Um, if you can remain. Can I thank, if, the, if you, if, can I thank the following people? As long as you can do it in a very sober manner. Uh, we would like to thank Stephanie Potts, James Seabright, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Stafford, Shelley Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Maja, Tyrone, Amber Scoville, Marsha Boris, Stacy Alsop, uh, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, uh, the They Walk Among Us podcast with Ben and Rosanna, Lorna Violet, Mike Deo, Kelly Charette, Karen Widner, Callie, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown with the Pleasing Terrors podcast. Downtown ben, Mike Brown. Ben D. Yes, Ben. We left Ben off last time, so our we, apologies, Ben. Big Ben. Brandy was drunk. Big Ben, my fellow Bronco <laughs> fan. Brandy was drunk and left. And yeah. Him and I didn't read him last time, so... Yeah. You suck my dick. You was drunk. I didn't read that them last time. That's not ladylike. <laughs> That's not ladylike. I didn't read them last time. How many listeners are you going to alienate, Double? <sighs> Jennifer Riker Smith, Sarah I love Bloom. Jennifer Riker Smith. I know. Sarah Bloom, Amber Crew. Love Sarah. Love the Amber. now. <sighs> the now American History Podcast. Love Joe. Love, love Joe. Joe Hawkins and Sean. Catherine Cott Garage Richardson. Great middle name, Catherine. Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois. Aaron, Kimberly Cameron, Elise. Kimberly is an attorney at law. Esquire. Use yes. Esquire after the girl's name. Never could Address have made it through law school if she had a drinking problem. His- That's right. History Goes Bump with Diane Student. Our good friend Diane. Yeah. Annette Petray, Lise, Jahara, Alicia and Chip, Marika Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut with Backroads to History Jeff and Poems by Jeff. Today. Jeff's a good guy. Karen so Barnes. Yeah, Karen Barnes, who is uh, uh, one of our Karen favorite is, people. Karen is, uh, obviously Karen's my favorite. Rachel Flynn. Shirley Strap, and I want to make sure that everybody lets everybody Shirley Strap know that we're we love thinking Shirley. of her. We love Shirley. If you're listening, we love you. Todd Long. Lydia Todd Fisher. Phyllis Munson. Melissa Montoya. Cindy Liu. Kristen Malachinsky. Oh, by the way, Cindy Liu is trying to start a dweebs dating pool. I nice. saw that. Yeah. Uh, saw Amanda that. Christine, Heather Poole, Adam McWaters, The Vanished Podcast. Marissa. Marissa, uh-huh. Uh, Canadian True Crime with Christy Lee. Insight with Charlie and Allie. Joe Clifford. Mistress Vader. I wonder well, if she's a dominatrix, girl. You, you ask that every motherfucking that yeah, time. Every time yeah. Ron. I, I am your daddy, Timmy. Oh. You know what? Ron, Tracy Smith, Jess, John V. Did that get you a little tingly, devil? Nope. Nene, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Christine Hauer, Cheryl Weldon, Nicholas and Ryan, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Melissa, Michelle John, sorry, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, Beth Wallen, Andrew Scamell, uh, let's see, Michaela Wallstrom, Aaron Fowler, Leanne Flanagan, uh, Julia Rodriguez, uh, Hario. Let's see, Ursula. Hiro. 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 Yeah. That's why is it spelled weird? I don't know. Hiro. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Ursula. Name. And the Comeback Podcast. 
We would also like to thank Rudy the Wonder Dog. Actually, and I have to I have nope. to give a little plug. He is gonna we're gonna be interviewing Rudy on the on the on the ransom reason to me. Oh, I can't wait. That sounds stupid. You won't listen. No. Well, you don't. No, you I, I do listen. listen to your podcast, but I won't listen to Rudy. I listen to your podcast because I really like Karen. She's very smart and articulate, and uh, she's she's not smarter than me. Hmm. Uh, we also want to wish Lady Beverly a speedy a speedy cover, yes, recovery and, had, and happy birthday to her husband Graham. Graham yes, today. yes, his birthday. You Joe, know, Graham got to be. I'm I'm gonna tell you this. He's a lucky man. He's a lucky some bitch. I I met. Yeah, first of all, he sings like Frank Sinatra. Yes, he actually does Has a this beautiful in clubs. wife, a beautiful daughter, beautiful wife, Sully. Sully, you yeah. got Sully. Sully goes to Oxford. Yeah, Sully. Sully, right up there in the category of Rudy with dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. Continue, don't Lady Beverly. We love. I you, love Lady you. Beverly. Uh, and Miss Dottie Scott. Yes, the lady. This is all done for. She inspired us to do a podcast. And if Tim would tr- quit trying to kill her, yeah, that'd so, be great. Randy, well, final uh, final word for you. Our, uh, our, we've been here an hour. Have you drank anything during that time? Yes. She, uh, she was over there so knocking she's back shoe working polish. working on her 40-minute chip. <laughs> yeah, she's had shoe polish in that cup, Timmy. It's she okay. One day at a time, Brandy. One day at a time. Thank you. But uh, seriously, folks, um, thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you. For all your wonderful jo- donations. Thank you for being active on the page. Yes. We really appreciate all the people that interact with us on the page. Yes. And we would not encourage anyone to send. If you've been sending panties in, please don't do that anymore. Yes. But, you know, we, we, we don't do this often enough. We have some people. We're trying who to see who's listening at the end of the show. <laughs> put a lot of time. If I'm missing anybody, let me know. Yes. We got Amber. We got Jen. We got Karen Barnes. Yes. Um, I believe Shelly Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? We got Sarah Bloom. Chris Smith. As moderator. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we Sarah, thank everyone who but all those, on the they, page. But Amber and those guys have been moderators for a long, long time. They do a great, great job. They do a great job. Keeping and all if you're not a part of our Facebook and religious group. religious posts off and putting the funny ones on. Please join our Facebook group. It's History Dweeves, the podcast, and we have a lot of fun. So join us there. Any final words from you, Brandy? Uh, Are you still awake? No. Okay. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweeves. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.